Carlitos is the future, and the future is now. This morning, earlier today, I said if you tune into a Carlitos match and it's 15 all, by 40-15, you would have fallen in love with him. Today, if you tune into the final against Verev at, let's say, 10-15 o'clock, by 10-16, you would have fallen in love with him. I mean, it's just truly remarkable how he's huge. Like he's actually huge. What he, like what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's he's massive. And I'm not talking about his brand or his um, or anything like that. I'm not saying uh, he is on the court. He is monumental. I mean, he is just so so good. He's huge. Uh, there's been a lot of. Uh, First time since Carlitos is the first player since da 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 to blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, there's at this point there's just so many records or, or little uh, facts like fun facts or statistics or whatever that are just remarkable. I mean, uh, I don't even know what to say. And and I think uh, the thing is, it's it's at this point it's sort of a consensus. That this guy, Carlitos, is just something absolutely incredible. And really quickly, before we, uh, you know, get into it. Because um, I, I don't like to get sidetracked sidetracked later on uh, once we're discussing things. So, um, just to get it out the way super quick. Uh, don't call Carlitos a kid. There are many things I don't like about it, about when someone says, "Oh man, oh this kid is great. Oh yeah, this kid, uh, he, he's he's incredible." I I don't I don't really like that. First of all, it's I think it's a very um, uh, old school term, and I think it's very condescending and patronizing, and it just reeks of a old old man talking down on on kids. You know what I mean? Like like when. Um, Coaches or people on TV or ESPN, they talk about a uh, a kid coming out of college, or this kid out of Georgia, or or this kid that they got in in in, in Florida. You know what I mean? I I really don't like that. It's so condescending, um, and and I think it has like it it just has this very um like undertone. You know, it, it has this like oh like you know what I mean, and and besides that. Besides that, um, what Carlitos is doing, kids don't do that. I mean, as far as I'm aware, kids don't play tennis like this. Kids aren't as fearless or as courageous or as talented or as powerful or or as 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 ama- as spectacular, both physically and mentally, as this guy. Kids don't do. I don't care about his age. I don't care about his age. Kids, don't play tennis like this. So don't call him a kid. Don't say, oh man, this kid Carlitos is fan. Don't do that. Just, just seriously, don't do that. Kids, don't play tennis like this. I'll show you, I'll show you videos, if you like, of kids playing tennis. I'll show you uh, videos and, 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 and provide you with tons and tons of proof of how kids behave. Carlitos is not a kid. 
kids don't play like this. They're uh, they're not like Carlitos is not a kid. So the, please don't use that term. And generally speaking, don't use that term. Period. To talk about young athletes, cause uh, cause it's not nice. It's it's very outdated. You know, it reeks of uh, sort of uh, a very arrogant old white man, or I don't know. That's that's what it. That's what comes to my head when I hear that, and and it's in that voice like, oh, this kid out of Georgia is just just spectacular. I mean, uh, don't do that. Really, it's it's not good. And 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 kids don't play like this. Really, I mean truly, the a, a kid doesn't beat uh, Nadal, Djokovic, and, and Zverev, and and makes it look easy in the end. And he's a first player ever to beat uh, top f uh, three, top five players in a tournament. Uh, it's just, it's not a kid, man. Kids don't uh, don't play like this. Now that I've calmed down a bit, uh, truly though, in all seriousness. In all seriousness, what Carlitos did this week is nothing short of remarkable and will be discussed. The The thing that immediately came up after he won and then the match finished in 62 minutes, uh, people started talking about um, Carlitos should definitely take Rome off, take time to celebrate, uh, prepare for the French beer. What is this? Again with the old school shit. This is old, old thinking. Like, like this, tr this sort of thought process or mindset is so outdated. You're taking a page out of Nadal, and Federer and Serena Williams books. They're, they're, they're fucking forty. They're forty years old. That's why they take tournaments off. That's why they have a good week, uh, and there's a big tournament coming off. I'll take a week off. I'm, I'm old as shit. Bro, Carlitos just turned 19. Take a week off from what? This is, I mean, this is just, the this thinking is just so, like, outdated. And, and, and just, and, and, and Iga Schweitzik doesn't do, uh, Iga, you're, you're, you're like 20. You're trying to be like Serena, uh, Serena Williams and Venus Williams. They're, they're 50. I mean, what is this? Who 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 talks to these people? Like, yeah, their coaches probably think like that because their coaches are like are like seventy. Like this mindset, it's just so so bad. It's it's it's. I think it's like toxic almost. That you're and and, and even if even if you're not a coach saying this, even if you're a journalist or whatever, I know Jose Morgado uh, said it. Uh, he made the wise decision or the right decision. Uh. It's not. It, this is such a loser mentality. When you win, just stay winning. Like, take a week off from what? It's it's just such a bad idea. And, and, and even if it's a good idea, the fact that it's encouraged and it's like the, 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 the good option. I mean, that's that just blows, blows my mind, man. I, I mean, I can't even begin to explain how against that I am or, or how much I oppose uh, this thought process this decision take a week off bro you just turned fucking 19 years old man take a week off from what winning because that's really the only thing you're 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 taking a break from is winning and I don't think there's anything wrong with winning correct me if I'm wrong 
just incredible. It's incredible. And, and this is really bad. This is really bad. I will be so interested to see how Igor Svojtek plays Rome this week after deciding, uh, to after, you know, making the, the very wise decision to skip Madrid. I'm very, very, very eager to see how Igor Svojtek performs. Especially the hype surrounding Igor Svojtek, Bad Girl Iga, the new world number one. I'm not in a good mood today, by the way. And this is so sad for Carlitos, and 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 this sucks, and uh, and it's uh, he won't play in Madrid, and and next we'll see him is is at the French Open. Expectations will already be sky high, and I'm really eager to see how he performs. And I feel like if he loses early, or if he gets upset early, or or if he disappoints and and exits early on, no one's gonna talk about how he took a week off. They're going to say, oh, the pressure was too... They'll just overlook this. I mean, the, people need to start talking about this. Uh, I don't think this is a good idea at all for young players who won. Not made a deep run and lost in the final. Who won. Who, who did the damn thing, you know? Like, why take a break from that? That's the only thing you're putting a stop to. I don't understand. I mean, it's such a loser mentality. It's such an anti-winning mentality. It's so, like, negative. It's like, oh, safe. Well, you're well, safe. You're an idiot. I mean, if if you're all about winning and uh, uh, it's good to take a break, so you're rested. You come back and you and you keep winning. No, sorry, I disagree. And I guess we'll see. Um, you know, Ego took a week off. Here we go in Rome. Carlitos will take a way off. I'll see you in Paris, bro. Now that I've cooled off once again, um, so this little series was called Judgment Day. It was Judgment Day for Carlitos against Nadal. It was Judgment Day for Carlitos against Djokovic. And it was ju Judgment Day for Carlitos in the final. And let me tell you, he passed. Can you even pass on Judgment Day? I don't know, but I mean, I guess you're going to heaven, Carlitos. Uh, what you did was was incredible you you were you the judge uh, the judge uh, the ruling is or the people have judged the tennis gods have judged that you're you're remarkable man you're you're a star you're you're a superstar you're just incredible truly it was judgment day for uns and i guess she's going to heaven um i feel like there were a lot of sort of judgment day um Moments or matches uh, this past weekend where, where we could uh, truly make uh, judgments about players and, and, and find out who they really are. Um, so yeah, I guess we all have our answers. Uh, the verdict is clear. Uh, even though about the Unz one, um, a little torn. But yeah, here we go. On to Rome. Now what I'm going to do first is that I'm going to preview the, the women's draw for the men's draw. I'm not going to talk about it, but I will talk about some uh, some of the ATP matches uh, tomorrow. Um, whereas for uh, the women, I'm going to preview the draw really quickly and then talk about um, all of the matches uh, tomorrow on, on tomorrow's slate. Okay. So the top eight seeds in Rome receive a bye. So, Schweitek, Kontavate, Sabalenka, Rose Collins, Moguruta, Zachary, Pliskova, and Paula Bedoso. 
Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to start from the bottom of the draw. So starting from Bedosa, the number two seed. Uh, so she gets a buy in the first round. In the second round, she gets either Kudermetseva or Sasnovich. Now, Kudermetseva, she already beat her twice this year. We have a potential maybe Kudermetseva will tank on purpose just to prevent uh, a match against Bedosa. But I don't think it's that serious, not yet anyway. But she did just lose to her in Madrid uh, in the first round or in the second round. Um, I don't know if they had buys in Madrid. Maybe not. Um, but anyway. Um, Kudermetseva Bedosa, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting kind of ugly at this point. Um, in Madrid, it was 3-3 uh, three, three in the first set, and then Bedosa won 6-3, 6-love, six, uh, six I think, something like that. Um, so I don't know, I think Kudermetseva hates playing against rats. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Um, but Sasnovich, Kudermetseva, uh, Sasnovich, Sasnovich a qualifier, by the way, potentially a little interesting for Kudermetseva. Uh, next for Bedosa, her path to the quarterfinals, so it's either Sasnovich or Kudermetseva, and then... It's really easy. I mean, in Madrid, she got Halep in the second round, and I was like, oh, okay, well, what's good? But here, she'll get either Kasatkina, Zidancic, Pavlichenkova, or Fernandez in the third round. Um, remember, first round by, second round, probably going to beat Kudermatova or Sasnovich. Third round, probably going to beat Pavlichenkova, Leila Ani Fernandez, Kasatkina, or Zidancic. She's through to a quarterfinal. Paula Bedosa is just so good, man. I mean, uh, I'm at a loss of words at this point how good this girl is. My god. In the in the in the other little uh subsec sub uh, subsection above her, uh so whoever makes it out of that little section will meet uh Paula Bedosa potentially in the quarterfinal. It has the number 6 seed Plushkova first round by um Ostapenko, the 11th seed, she gets qualifier Lauren Davis. I think that's a good match for Ostapenko to get back on track. Uh, finally, a good player that I like, that I that I like to root for, uh, gets an easy qualifier, an easy match in the first round. Uh, same with Rubakina, she gets uh, uh, Avanesian, uh, the Russian qualifier, who did beat Madison Brengel yesterday, and we cashed a plus 260 or something like that. Um... Unlucky for Avanesian, because uh, I do like her, and but Rebakina, I, I guess maybe, maybe does need this, and and this should be good for Rebakina, even though Avanesian is a as a young, and uh, rising and promising player. Um, so it looks like Ostapenko Rebakina in the second round, which should be pretty good. Um, Pliskova has a bye and faces either Paulini or Teichman. Now I'm gonna say Teichman. Uh, makes it out of there and will face in the third so Teichman most likely most likely will beat Paulini beat Plushkova um, I don't think it's good for Plushkova at all that she has a bye uh, I think she needs every match possible and, and I think that's hurting her but the way she's playing at the moment uh, I don't think she'll be seeded <laughs> for much longer and she won't be getting much buys in the future um, I don't think um, but Plushkova, by the way, was last year's uh, finalist here in Rome. Lost to Iga Svojtek in the final. 6-love, um, 6-love, six six love, by the way, bad girl Iga, the defending champion here in Rome. Uh, which is 
you know, super smart of her to take the week off or the 10 days off, whatever in Madrid, uh, to be super fresh to defend her title here in Rome. I really cannot wait. Um, possibly one of the matches of the year or probably one of the biggest chokes of the year, depending on how you look at it, uh, was last year, um, Pliskova versus Ossipenko in the quarterfinal here in Rome. Uh, Pliskova honestly played really well, sort of. I should have lost to Ostapenko, um, but had a good week, had a good run, made it to the final, but then lost 6-love, six 6-love six to um, Iga Swiatek. So, to get back to the draw, to get back to the matches, um, looks like Teichman will make it to the third round, uh, beat Paulini, beat Pliskova, and in the third round, play the winner, potentially, of Rybakina or Ostapenko, which should be a pretty good uh, third round match. And then the winner there, so I'm saying Teichman, Rybakina, or Ostapenko, will play Paula Bedosa, which should be very good, and I think can, can all beat uh, Paula Bedosa, uh, which, which should be pretty good. Uh, this is a, a fun little section, uh, for sure. Um, I don't expect anyone other than uh, Teichman, Rybakina, Ostapenko, or Bedosa to come out of this section, even though it's four names. But, um, yeah, I mean, either one of those, I mean, I mean, should be good. Uh, easy path for Bedosa until the quarterfinal. I mean, that's just how she garners, how she, how she gets all these points. I mean... She doesn't play a real tennis match until the quarterfinal. Anyway. Uh, moving on to the l next little section of the draw. We have the four seed Maria Sakkari. Um, who lost to... No one other than Daria Kasatkina in Madrid. Yeah, please don't forget about that. Uh, you should not forget about these things. Okay, Maria Sakkari has a first round bye. And then gets Sloane Stevens or Ekaterina Alexandrova in the second round. And you know what I'm saying. Good draw for Alexandrova. Um, Sloane Stevens and then Maria Sakri. I think these are uh, two really easy matches. Um, I think betting-wise, the, the line is out. I think she's minus 4.5 against Sloane Stevens. Not the best line, not the most playable line. But, I mean, hopefully if she wins... Um, there may be some value, uh, uh, you know, backing her against Maria Sakkari in the second round. Qualifier, Marta Kostyuk sets a rematch against Clara Towson. Uh, they played last week in Madrid. So just like Kudermetova, uh, Bedosa, potentially another rematch from, uh, rematch from Madrid. We do have a first round rematch. Um, Clara Towson, Marta Kostyuk from Madrid. Uh, Kostya came through on qualies, didn't look that great, honestly looked gassed against Kristina Buska and the, the second round of qualies after 6-1? Like you just play, you just won a set 6-1, like how are you tired? That's a second round of qualies, I, I really don't understand, it was concerning, but she did manage to close it out. But I mean, it, it is Kristina Buska, there's no reason why you don't win 6-1, 6-4, right? Or better. Um... But yeah, rematch from Madrid. Uh, Marta Kostyuk took a shit on Clara Towson in Madrid. Uh, so should be good. Interesting. Interested to see what the line is. Um, Marta Kostyuk is a qu qualifier. Uh, the winner of that match faces either Coco Goff or Angelique Angie Kerber. Uh, which should be pretty good. Which is tomorrow and we'll talk about that later. Uh, Madrid champion and uh, super inspirational 
uh, Tunisian Ons Jabour faces Sori Kirstea in the first round. Uh, Ons Jabour is the ninth seed, so she does not have a bye. Only the top eight seeds have byes. Um, so Ons Jabour has to play a first round match. Obviously, um, they were so kind, uh, didn't let her play on, on day one. So expect to see her uh, on day two on Tuesday against Sori Kirstea. Sori Kirstea, by the way, leads their head-to-head 2-0. Mm -mm. I'm not going to say anything. Look, I don't like to say these things, and, and the match isn't even uh, tomorrow. I, uh, so I'm not going to say anything. Potentially one of the ma best matches of the day tomorrow, and, and the winner of this match will face either... Uh, look, I'm, I'm not saying who. I'm saying either, sorry, Cristea, or Unstabur, um Match of the day tomorrow night. Uh, number one Italian, uh, Camilla Giorgi, versus Ayla Tomjanovic. Uh, this is a really good match, and I'm not really talking about tennis. This will be a good one to watch, and it has nothing to do with tennis. Yeah, I'm a sick fuck. Camilla Giorgi versus Ayla Tomjanovic is the nightcap, the last match... Uh, on uh, center, uh, center court tomorrow. Should be a pretty good one. We'll talk about that later. Um, the winner of that uh, plays uh, Sori Kirsteyer. Ons Jabour, honestly, uh, a nice little a nice little section going here. You can already see that this uh, section uh, is pretty tough. You have Sakari, you have Ons Jabour, uh, and we didn't even get to the rest of it. Um, you got Sakari, Alexandrova, Kostyuk, Coco Goff, Kerber, Sori Kirstea, Jabor, Georgie, Tamjanovic. I mean, so, and there's still four more players. I haven't said anything yet uh, about those. And it's it's a pretty tough draw. Honestly, every player here is pretty good. Except for Sloan Stevens uh, and Maria Sakri a little bit. I think everyone here is pretty good. Um, finally, the other seed in this section of the draw... Uh, Zgarbini Muguruza, the 8th seed, she has a bye, and in the second round she will face uh, one. Uh, uh, she will face a qualifier in the second round, either Kaya Yuvan or Putinseva. Uh, this is an all-qualifier matchup. Um, Putinseva looked uh, pretty good. Uh, Kaya Yuvan did pretty good work to come back to beat uh, uh, Nuria Paredes-Diaz um, in three sets of... This should be a really good one. Kaya Yuvan Putin save. Unfortunately, I really like both. And it sucks that they have to play each other. This is nothing new. The winner faces Garbini Muguruza. Uh, could be very interesting. Really. Uh, Muguruza not really playing well right now. Um, needs matches. Needs good matches. Easy matches. Uh, good matches as in easy matches. Not as in... Uh, you know, more competitive ones, but should be interesting. I don't think really Kaya Yuvan or Putinseva uh, should be a tall task for her, but we'll talk about that when we get there. So that is the bottom half of the draw. Um, so my prediction of who will make it out of here, um, uh, or, or the quarterfinal, the quarterfinal at least, uh, from this section of the draw. Um, so I said Alexandrova's making it to the third round, um, beat, beat Slum Stevens, beat Sakri, make it to the third round. Um, and then in the third round face either Kostyuk or Coco Goff or Kerber or Towson, but I'm saying uh, Kostyuk, Kerber in the second round. 
I think Alexandrova's going to make it to another quarterfinal. I mean, whether it's Kostyuk or Kerber or Goff that she plays, um, if Alexandrova can, can get this going, uh, should be good. Uh, but a tough draw for Alexandrova. I mean, Sloane Stevens first, Grand Slam champion, by the way. And then Maria Sakkari. And then either Kostyuk, Goff, Kerber, Towson. This is a, t a, t a tough section, a tough quarter of the draw for sure. Um, and all that in the quarterfinal to face either Mogoruta or Sori Kirstea or Uns Jabor or Georgie in Italy or Putinseva, Kaya Yuvan, who knows? Tomjanovic, who knows? This is a tough one for sure. Tough section. And and Bedosa is nowhere to be seen, obviously, in a section as tough as this. My goodness, how lucky some players get, man. It's just truly remarkable. Truly. I mean, and it never fails. Truly, it never fails. And and, and that's the best part or the worst part, depending on how you look at it. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So that's the uh, bottom half of the draw. Uh, I'll say Alexandrova... Uh, Muguruza quarterfinal. Uh, I say Muguruza wins. Uh, I'm delusional. You can say whatever you want. I say... Um, I say a Rabakina Ostapenko semifinal. That's what I'm saying. And that's the bottom half of the draw. Top half of the draw, you have Danielle Collins, the seventh seed. Danielle Collins, she got shot on by Andriscu in, in Madrid. Uh, Collins has a first round bye, which again, if you're not in good form and, and lacking rhythm, sharpness, confidence, uh, a bye is not very good for you. And honestly, all players who have a bye seem to be in bad form and playing like shit, which speaks volumes. Sakari sucks, Pliskova sucks, Badosa sucks, Muguruza currently sucks, Danielle Rose Collins, is she... Uh, can anyone say for sure that she doesn't suck? I mean, but she she currently sucks for sure. Sabalenka, another seed, she's currently awful. Uh, Contivate, uh, what's good with Contivate? That's a seed and Igashvitek. But anyway, Daniel Collins, uh, the seventh seed, has a bye. In the second round, she will face either Alize Cornet or Simona Halep. Wow, what a first round match! Uh, it's a rematch of the Australian Open where Cornet pulled off a huge upset and beat Simona Halep. That is tomorrow. That's a really good match. I can't believe I forgot about it. Uh, potentially, that has the makings uh, for match of the day. And, the you know, the second round matchup, the, the winner of that versus Danielle Rose Collins should be pretty good. Uh, next, Amanda Nisimova, who had a decent-ish sort of week in Madrid, gets qualifi qualifier Teresa Martinsova, which is not an easy one at all. Um, actually, I mean, all of the qual qualifiers, honestly, are pretty good. I mean, uh, I mean, so far, the qualifiers that we have, um, Sasnovich, I mean, Lauren, okay, maybe not Lauren Davis. I forgot about that. That's Ostapenko's first round. Um, and Avanesian, Rebakina's first round. I mean, other than those, I mean, Sasnovich, Marta Kostyuk, Kaya Yuvan, Putinseva, Teresa Martinseva, I mean, I mean, Petra Martic is another one. These are good qualifiers, honestly. Um, but yeah, Martinseva versus Anisimova first round, that's pretty good. Uh, the winner faces either Belinda Bencic, the 12th seed, or uh, Elisabetta Cosiaretto, uh, the Italian wildcard. Not, not, uh, not a really good player.
That's tomorrow as well. Excuse me. Um, so potentially Benchich and Isimovo second round. Uh, pretty good so far in, in this little section. We have potentially uh, Collins Halep. Anisimova Bencic uh, second round matches, which are pretty good. Next, Jesse Pagula, the 13th seed off a decent week in Madrid, where she made the final, uh, gets uh, Ludmila Samsonova in the first round, which is uh, tricky. Uh, Samsonova, a very streaky player. She played well in Stuttgart. I don't know where she was in Madrid. Um, but yeah, she's 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 got that all-court game, and it's an interesting one for sure. It's not straightforward for your first match uh, at the tournament. Annalino Kalanino versus Madison Keys. Um, the winner of that plays most likely Jesse Pagula, right? Um, that's a really interesting match. We'll talk about that later. That is tomorrow. Um, looks like Kalanino Pagula second round, which is really good. Uh, Kalina also had a decent week um, in uh, in Madrid. Lost to Jilly Teichman, I think, in the quarterfinal. That's right. Next, another Italian wildcard, Martina Trevisan. Uh, such an exciting player. Obviously washed up way past her prime. You can argue that she never really was good. She was just kind of eh. But she, again, is a vibes player, all about energy and, and positivity and, and positive self-talk and, and things like that. She's very vocal on court. You know, vibes, you know, good energy. She's a vibes player for sure. Uh, she gets uh, Shuai Zhang, the Zhang banger, in the first round. Decent match. That's tomorrow on center court. The winner faces Sabalenka. Very, very good for Sabalenka. This is amazing news. For Sabalenka, there's no way in hell she loses to Shuai Zhang or Martina Trevisan, right? This is honestly a good little draw for Sabalenka. We'll talk about that. Sabalenka, first round by. Second round, Shuai Zhang or Trevisan. I think so far we're good. In the third round, she gets either Kalanina, Keys, Samsonova, or Pagula. She only gets one of those, thankfully. She won't have to play all of them. <laughs> but... um. I mean, I think it's uh, it's good. I mean, if Kalinina beats Keys, Pagula beats Samsonova, maybe Pagula beats Kalinina, Sabalenka plays Pagula in the third round. I mean, what's good? Unfortunately, if Anisimova makes it, that sets up a meeting in the quarterfinal against Anisimova. If Sabalenka makes it uh, past uh, Trevisan or Zhang, and Pagula or Kalanina or whoever, she gets Anisimova potentially, or Halep, or Collins, or Bencic. Wow, what it, oh, Wow, I, I, I totally forgot about that. Collins, Halep, Bencic, Anisimova, those are second round matches. Those are so good. Collins, Halep, second round. Um, and the winner of that faces Bencic, Anisimova. That's so good. Uh, compared to Sabalenka, a few lines above that. That's amazing. I mean, Sabalenka will... If she makes it to the quarters, she'll definitely have herself a match, which is probably the end of her run. She'll get either Bencic, Anisimova, Halep, or Collins, and they can all beat her. Uh, truly, which is kind of sad. Maybe not Bencic. And maybe not Halep. Maybe not Collins. Maybe it's just Anisimova. Maybe she beats Anis... Who knows, man? We, need, we really need to see something from Sabalenka, but this... Uh, 
first round by second round match against Zhang, uh, the Zhang Banger or Trevisan, that is very promising. And then it'll, it'll be a good confidence uh, boosting win, a straightforward win, hopefully, hopefully for Sabalenko. Wow, what a section. I'm saying... Oof, I don't know, man. There's a lot of good players here. There's Kalanina, there's Pagula, Bencic, Anisimova, Halep, Collins, Sabalenko. Um, only one can make it out here and make it to the semifinal. Um, really hard to make a prediction, but I guess you have all of those names to consider it. Um, potential quarterfinal is... Or potential third round... Sabalenka Pagula, um, Benchish Halep, and Benchich or Halep versus Sabalenka or Pagula in the quarterfinal. I mean, who knows? That's that's pretty good. That's pretty tough. Finally, in the last little section of the draw, um, Contivate, the five seed, has a bye. Um, I don't think anyone can really tell what's good with Contivate at the moment. Uh, you can't say, oh, she's out of form or she's going to be shit. But you can't say she's great either. Uh, or she, I think she's a bit of a question mark here. Um, took a couple of tournaments off. Some early exits. Uh, a bit under the radar. Uh, Stuttgart could have lost to Alexandrova. Somehow beat Alexandrova. Played Sabalenka. Lost to Sabalenka. And... Three sets, but Contivate, uh, unfortunately, Annette, I love you, but she's Sabalenka's dog. Uh, and Sabalenka, you know. <clears throat> but Contivate gets a bye, uh, which is good news for her, I think. Maybe not. But second round, she gets Kaya Mukova or Petra Martic. This is a... You know, you'd think that Petra Martic in the first round is, is a bad draw for Mukova. Uh, you would be right, but I think it's good as as a Kaya Mukova fan, and please be reminded, uh, I don't want to keep repeating this, uh, this is a Kaya Mukova fan page. Um, the beautiful woman that you see sitting on that chair in the, in, in the picture uh, of this show, and, and, and uh, my picture on Twitter, it's Ka Carolina Mukova. Um, this is a Carolina Mukova fan account disguised as a tennis betting uh, account. But this is totally a Kaya Mukova fan page. Kaya Mukova in the first round gets Petra Martic. Yeah, it's tough. But she needs these kind of matches. Um, and, and she plays best in these sort of matches. Um, so this is good for her, um, I think. Or at least I hope she makes it past uh, Petra Martic. And she would have got uh, a good match, some good reps. Uh, you know what I mean? And definitely confidence boosting. And the second round, she gets Contivate, and, and, and that's really interesting. It, it's it's tough for both players. Honestly, tough match for Contivate if she gets Mukova. Uh, tough match for Mukova if she, if she makes it through, she'll, ha she'll have Contivate. Next, another rematch from Madrid. Uh, and, uh, and it's disgusting that we have to see this again. Uh, Sara Soribes Tormo versus Naomi Osaka. Uh, Sarasuribes Tormo beat Naomi Osaka in straights. I don't know how. Sarasuribes Tormo and her next two matches after that, I think, held serve once or twice. She beat Kasatkina and I think she like served, uh, held serve like four times in three sets. She won the first set and held serve once only and, and that was enough. 6-4. 
lost the second set 6-1. I don't know if that one game was a hold or a break. A really bad Sarasuribas Tormo. And Sarasuribas Tormo got shot on by, by Pagula. Like 6-4, 6-1 or something. I mean... And Naomi Osaka lost her. After beating Potapova, who was a red-hot uh, red player at the time. And by the way, at the moment, Potapova is nowhere to be seen. Please don't forget. But that's a good one. That's a rematch for Madrid. Uh, the winner faces... And this is the best first-round match. Oh... Of the of the tournament by far, men and women, um, and probably one of the better first round matches uh, in, in quite some time, honestly. Uh, Emma Raducanu versus Bianca Andreescu. Wow. Uh, two players from the Commonwealth, one Canadian, one one English from Great Britain. Um, two super young U.S. Open champions. Uh, two very attractive, marketable. Uh, exciting uh, tennis players. Um, Andriscu versus Raducanu. Raducanu was like the 2021 version of Andriscu. Andriscu was the 2019 version of uh, Raducanu. This is a really good one. Uh, that's not tomorrow, unfortunately. So we'll have a chance to talk about that uh, tomorrow uh, in great depth. Next, Gulabic Azarenko. Again, another rematch for Madrid. Um, Azarenka, I believe, beat Golubic in straight sets in Madrid. I expect the same here. That is tomorrow. Uh, the last Italian wildcard in the draw, uh, Lucia Bronzetti versus Maria Camilla Osorio Serrano. Uh, that is not tomorrow, but I really like Bronzetti here. Um, honestly, I like all of the Italian wildcards uh, in the draw, except for Elisabetta Cosiretu, who gets Benchic. But I do like Trevisan uh, against Shuai Zhang. And where's the other one? Uh, well, Camila Georgi, she's not a wild card, but I do like her. Um, oh, never mind. Just them. Jasmine Polini, hell no. But yeah, Trevisan and Bronzetti, the two two out of the three Italian wild cards, I do like a lot. Um, yeah, Bronzetti, uh, young, promising. Uh, clay quarter, um, Italian, and Italians on home soil kind of hits different, right? Uh, so this uh, this should be pretty good. Uh, Sorry, Serrano, she's not playing in South America, so I'm not really worried. If it's like Mexico or, or Colombia or whatever, then yeah, or, or might be a problem. But she's in she's in Europe. Um, probably the worst match, honestly, uh, on the whole slate, Shelby Rogers versus Alison Risk. Um, like, fucking kill me, right? Uh, your award for being so shit, if you win, you get Igor Svojtek. Yeah, Igor Svojtek, first round by, second round, Shelby Rogers or Alison Risk. Fucking kill me. I mean, why don't you, seriously, at this point, if... <sighs> Iga Swiatek's draw is so easy. Like, they just want her to defend her title. Uh, no sweat. And come out the gates after 16 weeks off. 6-1-6 love against Shelby Rogers. Uh, you know, first round by. Second round, 6-1-6 love Shelby Rogers. Third round, she gets either Vika, Golubic, Bronzetti, or Maria Serrano. Camila, Maria Camila Osorio Serrano. Wow, Iga. Wow. 
I mean, the best player there who probably won't make it through is Vika. And she'll probably take a shit on Vika. Old ass Vika. Happy Mother's Day, by the way, Vika. And to every other mother out there and every other um, a mother tennis player on tour, you're truly remarkable and, and you're amazing. Just to continue uh, the draw in this little section, so um, Azarenka should take care of Gulabic and has an even easier second round. Uh, Bronzetti or uh, Maria Camilla Osorio Serrano. Um, so it looks like Vika Svojtek, third round. Svojtek by Shelby Rogers or Alison Risk, Vika. Um, and it looks like Svojtek will beat Vika. Svojtek is through to the quarterfinal. She's back. She's the best. This is bad girl ego. Next, in that little section, we have Radukanu, Andrisku, Osaka, Mukova, Kontaveit. Can you put one of those in the ego section? <sighs> I mean, come the fuck on, man. I'm saying Andrisku beats Radukanu and beats whoever wins between Soribas Tormo and Osaka. Andrisku is through to the third round, where she will face either Kontaveit or Mukova. All very good matches, all very tough matches. Please compare compare that to Iga Svojtek's draw, or uh, rewind uh, this episode and compare it to Paula Badosa's draw. Andrisko gets Radukanu, and then Osaka, and then Kontaveit or Mukova, and it's only the third round! I'll repeat, Radukanu gets Radukanu or Andrisko, Either one of them, whoever wins their first round match, gets that. And then Osaka, or Suribas Tormo, in the second round. And in the third round, gets either Mukova or Kontaveit. And then in the, four, in the fourth round, in the quarterfinal, they get Iga. I mean, what are, what, are, what are these draws? Looks like Iga will make it to the semifinal. Against either Halep. I would love to see Iga Halep semi-final. I think that's my guess for the top half. Semi-final is Iga versus Halep. I hope we don't see Iga. I hope um, Kontaveit, Mukova, Andrisku, fuck, Azarenka can make it out of there. Seriously, that top half. Um, I would like to see Sabalenka make some noise, or Bencic, or Jesse Pagula, honestly, once again. But they're all in Halep section. And I think Halep's got this, maybe. We'll see. Who knows? Um, but if Iga makes it through, then I want Halep there, because I think Halep uh, stands the best chance out of Sabalenka, Kalanina, Pagula, Bencic, Anisimova, Collins to beat um, Iga in that potential semifinal. Um... I'd say Ostapenko makes it to the semifinal in, in that bottom half. Uh, looks like she'll have to beat um, Lauren Davis first round, Rabakina second round, third round Jill Teichman, quarterfinal Bedosa, semifinal she will probably play, and this is a bit of a question mark draw. There's Kirstea, Jabor, Tomjanovic, Georgi, Kaya Yuvan, Putinseva, Muguruto, Kostyuk, Alexandrova, Sakari. Um, I don't know. This is like the big question mark uh, section where it's like really tough. Like anything could happen. Coco Goff, Angie Kerber, 
Um, I guessed uh, Mogorutha. That's probably as good as any guess. I mean, I think it's really hard to sort of um, make a predi prediction here and then and and see what happens. Um, and which is why I said Mogorutha. I mean, why not? I mean, fuck, really. I I don't know. She plays better outside of Spain, but has has never. I mean, she plays better anywhere that's not Madrid, but historically also, she hasn't done too well in Rome. Historically, at this time of year, she doesn't really perform too well, um, which is a bit disappointing. She's a good early year player, historically, and later on in the year. Um, but, like, during this European play season, she's she's she hasn't been uh, very good for quite some time. By the way, fun fact... Uh, Carlitos has won more matches in Madrid uh, in the last two years than Muguruza has won in Madrid in the last nine years. Wow. And last year, I think he maybe won like one or two games only. And obviously he won it this year, but now Carlitos has won more games in his two appearances in Madrid, 2021-2022, than Muguruza has won in her nine appearances in Madrid. Oh, yeah, yeah, Muguruza. But I don't know, that's a tough section. If if you do manage to look at the draw yourself, look at that the the top section of the bottom half, the top quarter of the bottom half, so like the third quarter of the draw, where Zachary and Muguruza are the two seeds with buys. Um, you have Alexandrova, Kostya, Kerber, Goff, Towson, Unstabur, Sorikirsteya, Georgi, Tomjanovic, Putinseva, Kaya Yuvan, I mean, that shit's tough. Who's going to win it? Probably Bad Girl Egan. Honestly, I'm kind of happy that at least I'm expecting it at this point. I mean, honestly, in Stuttgart, I was not expecting it. The Sunshine Double that she won, I wasn't expecting either one. And especially after she won the first one, I said, nah, 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 no way she wins this one. And she did, and it was gross, and I was sick, and I threw up, and I cried. Um... And then she won Stuttgart, and I felt sick to my stomach again. I, I puked in my mouth. Um, and she withdrew from Madrid, and I was so relieved. But at the same time, I just cannot endorse this take-a-week-off bullshit. Because what did Iga Schweitzig take a break from? She took a break off from winning, right? She was winning every event! Like, yeah, maybe you tell me, like, yeah, well, how, like, how could she keep on winning events if she doesn't take a break and rest and make sure she's 100% and fully recovers? I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I Honestly, I can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, you know, the night or like the eve of every, like the, the, the day before the first round, the like day one, round one uh, of a main draw is so exciting. This feels like Christmas Eve. Tomorrow's Christmas morning. Um, so, yeah, it's good. I'm excited. Uh, like I said, um, at least I am now sort of kind sort of kind of anticipating an Iga Swiatek win so what happens I won't be as disgusted or disappointed or annoyed and if she loses I'll be like let's go let's go honestly I would just like a new champion the, the best thing about Ons winning is that it was someone new and for once I would like someone that I like or someone that I'm a fan of or someone that I support and root for to win a title just once one title man just one one title. Like, one. I mean, yeah, Benchich won Charleston. That was nice. I I guess I, I, I did get one, maybe. 
like for for my girls for the girls that i like um and look i'm a fan of like a lot of different players like a lot of a lot of the women i like i support i'd like to see them do well um just why are they so bad why they underperform i don't know but anyway that is that for the draw really quickly let's talk about uh tomorrow's um women matches that we have on deck and maybe we'll get to some uh some of the men matches as well okay um so for the women's uh really quickly uh Kas daria kasatkina versus tamara zidanchik uh kasatkina i'm gonna fade her she couldn't hold serve against suribas tormo she lost to suribas tormo i'm not gonna put any stock or give her any credit for beating sakuri um she lost Sara Suribas Tormo, and in my books, that's uh, you're a bad player. Uh, Tamara Zidanchik lost to Vika Azarenka in Madrid in three sets. Um, Tamara Zidanchik was a French Open semifinalist last year. Uh, generally performs well on clay. Kasatkina, I'm not buying her game on clay. I don't buy her game at all. Uh, she's a penguin, and she can't really run and move, and, and you know she's not very versatile or mobile on clay. And that's probably why she lost to Sara Suribas Tormo. She just simply cannot chase as many balls as her. She's a penguin. She's pigeon-toed. Uh, Zidanchik, this is a really good opportunity for her uh, to get a good win, to get to get some momentum going, and, and hopefully Zidanchik uh, gets this done. Um, I don't fully trust her, however. Um, so plus three and a half games I think is good. Her money line's plus 160. I think you can take a shot at that as well. Um... Honestly, it's a great price for what should be a 50-50 game. Truly, it could go either way. Um, so, I think it's just a name tax for some reason, somehow. Kasatkina is really respected and, and perceived to be as a good player. Uh, which I'm okay with, because we get good prices uh, betting against her. So, I think Tamara Zidanchik, plus 3.5, plus 160 money line, um, uh, looks pretty good. Next, uh, Vika Azarenka versus Victoria Gulovic. Uh, Victoria versus Victoria. Uh, Vika versus Vicky. Um, this line obviously has adjusted uh, quite a lot after Azarenka took a shit on Gulovic in Madrid. She beat her in straight sets. I remember then we played Vika in straights, and it was uh, there was a plus next to it. Uh, today or tomorrow, sorry, this week in Rome, there is no plus next to it. It's minus one thirty. Uh, but I think that's a pretty good bet uh, still. Uh, the number isn't as good, but Vika should get it done in straights. Uh, shouldn't be a problem. Um, under 20.5, probably kind of scary. Uh, Vika minus 4.5, I, I would go with as well. I think those are both good bets to make. Vika uh, minus 4.5, Vika in straights. Um, stick Vika's money line in a parlay. I think these are all good options. Um, like I mentioned, Alizé Cornet versus Simone Halep is a rematch uh, from the Australian Open where Alizé Cornet pulled off a huge upset and beat Simone Halep at the Australian Open. Um, since then, since the Australian Summer of Tennis, um, Alizé Cornet has not really been playing well uh, at all. Uh, nothing, you know, no no positive runs not nothing really to write home about right i think that's the expression um but still i think this is an all-time matchup um you know two veterans two two legends um cornet and her prime was 
one of the best uh, clay quarters of her era. Um, Simona Halep, uh, maybe a little bit past her prime, maybe not, but definitely one of uh, the best overall players of her era, her generation. Um, but this line, 18 and a half, it's really funny. It's so low. It's so low. I think over under 18 and a half versus two players. And you know Alizé Cornet is gonna gonna get up for this. Or at least I'd hope. I mean Simona will too, but I mean Alizé Cornet, she that's a low number. 18 and a half. Truly. Next. Oh wow, that is tomorrow. Petro Martic? Petro Martic versus Kuder oh, What? Wow, I did not know that, that these games were today. I guess they just showed up on the schedule. Wow, I, I looked past all of this when, when, when I was looking at today. Okay, wow. So, um, Mukova is tomorrow against Petra Martic. And I, uh, the reason why I said what and sort of paused there and, and sort of screamed, uh, Mukova is only minus two against Petra Martic. I mean, fuck me silly. That's ri that's ridiculous. Petra Martic is only minus two? Minus two and a half? Sorry, Mukova is minus two and a half only against... Wow. Qualifier Petra Martic. Wow. Yeah, so I, I just... I just drank some water. Um. Wow. Wow, I, c I can't believe they're only making Mukova minus two and a half against Petra Martic. Truly. Minus 150 on the money line? Wow. Um, but yeah, no, Mukova should should 100% win this match. What is this line? I mean, yeah, w uh, with all due respect to Petra Martic, she's a remarkable player, but I mean... Karolina Mukova? Oof. Good news for us, the market has not caught up to Mukova. She's, they still think she's uh, rusty or, or maybe lacking her form or rhythm or she's not quite the same level as she was uh, last year uh, before her injury. Um, so yeah, this is good news for us. Um, this is just incredible value, I think. Uh, it's a huge discount. Uh, Petro Martic is scary, but not that scary. Really, not that scary at all. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Sasnovich versus Kudermetsova. Uh, qualifier, Sasnovich versus Kudermetsova. Uh, very similar line. Uh, Kudermetsova, uh, minus 140. Uh, Sasnovich, plus 120. Petra Martic is plus 130 against Mukovo. Um, this is an interesting one. I, I think uh, Kudermetsova is being disrespected here quite a lot. Uh, minus 140 against Sasnovich is a bit of a joke. Sasnovich, once again, is scary. Uh, not not that scary. These lines are really funny. Uh, Kudermetova, though, however, um, I'm maybe a little bit reluctant to bet her because of, the, like I mentioned, the, the I'm going to tank on purpose angle because Bedosa's the next round. I don't want to face that rat again. I'll just go home now. It's better, I won't get tilted, I won't get pissed, I have more time for sightseeing, and I can save face a little bit. I don't want to get embarrassed again. Uh, so tread lightly. I mean, really, this is a real uh, angle. This is a real phenomenon. 
It's 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 real shit, man. Okay, so yeah, Kudermetsa versus Sasnovich. That line is off. Um, they don't know about this. I'm gonna tank on purpose angle, so it's not factored into the line. So generally speaking, uh, once again, we're getting Kudermetsa at a, at a decent discount. Um, yeah. I mean, she looked bad lately, but she played against Bedosa, and Bedosa's really good. She was the world number two at the time. So, yeah. Uh, next, Martina Trevisan versus the Zhang Banger. I like Martina Trevisan here at home. Uh, she's definitely going to get up for this. She's a vibes player. The vibes will be right. Uh, she's playing in Roma against a player that's not very good on clay court. Um, center court. Uh, nice spot in the afternoon. Um should be good should be good for Trevisan uh, next the all qualifier matchup uh, Kaya Yuvan versus Putintseva um, I like the over here a lot Kaya Yuvan Putintseva over 21 and a half I think is is, is really really good um, this is three sets and and if not I think it's gonna be close sets um, I'd like to take a shot at Kaya Yuvan plus 170 honestly Putintseva should not be priced as that big of a favorite. Minus three and a half, minus two hundred for Putintseva. That's just not right at all. Uh, it's a lot closer than that. I would favor Putintseva, but not by that much. Uh, however, I think uh, your best bet here is the over, um, and maybe show some love to Kai Yuvan moneyline plus one seventy. I expect that number to get uh, smaller. Uh, Benchich versus Cosiretto, uh, good stuff for Benchich, who 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 looked um, um, good in Madrid until she faced Uns Jabor, the eventual champion. Um, no love lost. I think she's gonna take a shit on on this Italian girl in front of the Italian crowd. Um, Belinda Benchich is a no nonsense player for the most part. She does sometimes uh, play to the lever of to the level of her opponent, so she may play at a lower level here. Um, but still, uh, minus five and a half is a lot of games, um, so I think that's pretty good. The under nineteen and a half seems like another good option, but I feel like really there's uh, this potentially could be like a seven five six one, you know, or like a I don't know, maybe three sets. Like she loses like four six and then wins like six one six two. Some like that. Um, so maybe play both a little bit on some. It's also possible she loses like 6-4, 6-3. It goes under, but she doesn't cover. You know, but I, I I, think it should be good. But you get you get one game of value if you bet the under compared to minus 5.5, um, which is the 6-4, 6-3 scenario I told you about. Uh, that's 19 total games, uh, but Bencic only wins by 5. It doesn't cover the minus 5.5. Um, also, if Kosciaretto somehow takes a shit on Bencic, 6-4, 6-3 or better, then there you have it. You also win your bet on Bencic, minus 5.5, not even close. But that's very unlikely, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Moving on, Annalena Kalanina versus Madison Keys. I don't know how Annalena Kalanina is only minus 110 against Madison Keys. There you have it. This is this is sort of like an automatic bet. Fate Madison Keys, uh, Kalanina. She's she's been getting better and better. Um, 
yeah, just bet Kalanina. It's really simple. Real, like, super straightforward. Uh, Coco Golf versus Angie Kerber. Um, I like Angie Kerber here a lot. Um, Kerber plus four or plus three and a half. Kerber to win a set. It's minus 135, a little expensive. Uh, Kerber money line plus 190. Uh, just amazing respect being shown to Coco Golf. Uh, I'm gonna bet on Angie Kerber. Sorry, Coco. Uh, this is an interesting match. Pavlichenkova uh, versus Leila Fernandez. Um, like I've said before, Pavlichenkova, she was last year's uh, French Open finalist, lost to Kruzhikova. Uh, had herself a decent clay court season um, as well last year, and Madrid made, uh, I think, the semis or the quarters. Got shot on by Sabalenka um, and played her first match this year uh, of the 2022 season against Sarasuribas Tormo in Madrid, which is not fun at all. I remember when that match uh, was on deck, I kind of spoke about how unlucky she was, and if you're ever feeling unlucky, just know that you're not Pavlichenkova and playing your. Um, First match of the season after recovering from two different surgeries against Sara Suribas Tormo in Madrid at night. No one is that unlucky. Um, she gets Leila Fernandez here. Um, and we're getting some value. I, I think we're getting some value. I think also not only that, but I think Pavlichenkova will play better than, than we expect her to. Uh better than the market sort of expects her to um, after her one loss um, and, and very short-lived uh, return to the tour. Um, so yeah, nothing crazy on it, but I think Pavlichenkova money line there looks good. Uh, Leila Fernandez on clay, nothing to write home about. In the night sesh, uh, Camilla Georgi versus Ayla Tomjanovic. I like Camilla Georgi. Um, I like the over as well. Maybe that's just wishful thinking because I'd like these two girls to spend uh, as much time on court as possible for non-tennis reasons. Let's call them extracurriculars. But no, seriously, I think Georgie here looks good. Um, yeah, should be good. Camilla Georgie... Uh, her money line's a little short. Maybe look to put it in a parlay. Maybe with Vika. Maybe with someone else. Um, but yeah. Should be good. Camilla Giorgi playing in Italy. Night session, center court. Against Ayla Tomjanovic. Um, nothing too difficult, I think, for Giorgi. Um, I, I feel like most Italian players really show up and, and, and get up uh, playing in Italy in front of the Italian crowd. Um, Except for Elisabetta Cosiretto, who's going to get uh, ab torn apart by Belinda Bencic, right? Alrighty, um, good stuff. Thank you thank you very much for listening. This has been The Safe Space. Uh, good luck to us. Uh, really exciting stuff. Um, the tennis just does not stop, and that's probably one of the most exciting things about the, sports, uh, about the sport is that every day you can bet it um, tournament after tournament. Uh, Madrid just wrapped up today. Tomorrow we're on to Rome. Uh, really exciting. Uh, I can't wait. Um, I hope we have a, a huge day. Um, and yeah, best of luck to us, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.